Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spotlight Series. Uh, we are in July, and Katie and I, we are going through some of the best and worst, if you listen to the last episode, some of the coolest comic book movies out there. And I am very proud and happy uh, of the one that I picked today to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, not the the one with Johnny Knoxville's voice. We did the one in what nineteen ninety ninety the nineteen ninety movie, the better movie I would say. Disagree. I, it's good, but I like this one. Ah, we'll fight about that. That's it's nostalgia some, talking. How dare you! I'll bite you. <laughs> I'll bite you, and then you'll see that little mouth inside of my mouth, like with Donatello in that Fuck, one scene. I forgot that happened. <laughs> I had already blocked it from my mind. How dare you? <laughs> it's a Kodak moment. He's like, ah, his mouth opened up. Ugh. So, um, if you don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, damn, how did you make it this far? Like, avoiding it. Because it's it's just turtles. Like At this it, point, it's a 37-year-old property. Like, you, you have to have seen them at some point or heard anything about them. Because the comic is still going right now. Uh, there's a fifth turtle now. Not Venus. It's another. Per- it's another one. turtle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's the cartoon is still going. It keeps changing. There's several cartoons. There was the comic started in 1984. The cartoon that we grew up on started in like 1987 and lasted for several seasons and yeah. reruns constantly through our childhood. Then there was a live action. There was three live action movies. Then there was a live action TV show on Fox Kids. There was. Uh, several other renditions of cartoons on Nickelodeon that yeah. they've done throughout the Nickelodeon's years. Nickelodeon's been keeping it going. They did two newer movies starring Megan Fox um, in the last decade, probably yeah. like 2013 or 14, I want to say yeah, was the something first like one. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ninja Turtles are everywhere. I How did you miss it? Yeah, uh, there's the, a new game coming out soon, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, and the fucking theme song from the original... Is fucking fire. Yeah. So like, teenage how? mutant ninja turtles, teenage mutant. It's that generation of like, we're gonna tell you all the things you need to know in the song. Just like the Mega Man. Yeah. Turtle power. Uh, the Mega Man theme song is just super fighting robot. Mega Man. He's super fighting robot. Yep. And he's here to save the world. So, um, but teenage mutant ninja turtles. So Katie's brought it up. 1984, uh, Eastman, Eastman and, what's the other guy's name? Laird. Laird and Eastman uh, are the creators of this. And so the cool part about this is they based it on a couple of comics, but one of their favorites was Daredevil. The uh, Makes sense. The hand. I get it. Yeah. So the versions of Daredevil back then, um, he was a little darker and hardcore back then. And so... The idea was ninjas and their turtles. And so the original story, it's changed over the years. And so uh, a child was carrying a cool little terrarium of turtles. Uh, it was his pets. And there is an accident happening right in front of him. And he drops the turtles in the little enclosure. And they fall into the sewer. And they fall into ooze. And it mutates them. Katie. You know who that kid was? Probably Daredevil. Yes. So the creators of Ninja Turtles. Right even, before he goes blind. Yep. 
So that's fucking cool. Yes. Yeah, so their head cannon, uh, Marvel will not say this is canon, but it's they say that Marvel doesn't own the Ninja Turtles yeah. property. So that that's our boy Daredevil. It's, uh, what is his name? Oh, <gasps> what's Daredevil's name? Matt Murdock. There you go. There I was go. like Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker from Stardust, right? Oh um, yeah. But no. Uh, so Matt was crossing the street and a car gets in the way and he's like, oh shit, drops the turtles and they go down into the sewer and then the chemicals hit him in the eyes and he gets... He gets blinded and... Gets sweet ass radar powers. Super radar powers. Meanwhile, the turtles get mutated. Yeah, and a rat finds them and then they live their lives in the sewer waiting to strike justice into the hearts of the bad guys. So the oh original... God, if the Ninja Turtles right? were evil... So, Waiting ooh, to strike. Ooh, 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 ooh. The original version of the Ninja Turtles. So they're bandanas because they have four different colors. Because how you you know pick your favorite one. The original version, they all had red bandanas, and they killed the fuck out of people. They were like legit ninjas. They popped up, killed people, disappeared. Uh, they were hardcore. And the original story was Splinter was just using them for revenge, and there was a little bit of a. Uh, sprinkling of that Splinter really didn't care about him. He was using him as a weapon. But then later on, they took that away, and he's like, no, these are my children. Like, these are my my sons. I love them. Still kind of doing a revenge plot because Shredder screwed my life over. Uh, it's changed over the years of why Splinter and Shredder hate each other. Uh, the newer version is Splinter was his, like, either brother. I've seen him. They, they're related and they're friends, and they just hate each other, and then they fight to the death, and he gets turned into a rat, and then he finds the turtles and all this stuff. There's really weird versions of it, but uh, no, it's the original Ninja Turtle story is pretty legit, and you know they went from there. This version is very family friendly. It's still people get fucked up in this movie, but it's funny and cute, and you know it's a lot of silly things happen. But the original Ninja Turtles pretty hardcore so this movie that they came up with it's funny it has the fun fact of being a independent film <laughs> because no one really wanted to give it a chance and it's one of the last films that jim henson worked on before he passed away so he was busy doing a lot of stuff they were actually working on in disneyland they were going to make uh if not a muppet land or they were going to change disneyland to be the muppets for like a year or something? Yeah, it was going to be a special promotion for the... Yeah, because Mickey was going to go on vacation, and then Kermit and was going to be in charge. Kermit was going to be in charge, yeah. yeah. So all these things were happening, and he passed away, and then Disney kind of bracked up on the plans. Kind of like, well, the dude that has the all the cool ideas is gone? Like, I know someone else probably has Could some ideas, it, but... but the one that we really like is gone. So we're just going to pump our brakes on well, this. The entire Jim Henson company was like tore up about his oh, death. Oh, yeah. Like, they weren't... None of them were in the right headspace to do, like... Because his son went on to basically take over the Jim Henson company and did a bunch of the puppeteering after his dad passed away and, you know, did a bunch of the stuff, but there was, you know, a couple of years there in the middle where the Jim Henson company just kind of sat and didn't do anything because how can you? Like... Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's real shitty. Uh, so yeah, this movie, it's it's really special because it, it, it's weird. 
the cartoon was hot. Yeah, it was. And I the toys loved the cartoon. The toys were awesome, but for some reason, no one really wanted to give a shot on the movie, or they want to give too much money. But then we'll find out later how much money it, money it made. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but no, everyone watched this movie. It's great. So uh, we'll get into it. Um, not a ton of famous people in it. Uh, I know April O'Neil, uh, Judith Hogue. She's the fucking mom, I think, from Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, my boy... Uh, Corey Feldman. Casey Jones... Oh. I've seen that guy in a ton of movies. He was in uh, one of those uh, movies with an evil spirit, and he was like a priest, and he got fucked up in it. I can't remember which one. Um, and, yeah. And then Corey Feldman. Yeah, he's a voice of Donatello. They actually got a really, ah, it was really cool. I like his Donatello voice. Boo! <laughs> That's what I gotta say about that. And uh, Splinter is Kevin Clash. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Kevin Clash, if you don't know who that is, he was the voice of Elmo all the way up until, what was it, 2012? Yes, mm-hmm. 2012, uh, where there were allegations of some crazy stuff. So, he stopped doing that. And they got another Elmo, because Elmo's not a hard voice to do, I guess. Um, but his, Kevin Clash did a ton of things. Uh, in the show Dinosaurs, he was uh, the baby, Sinclair. The baby. So, not the mama. Not uh, the mama. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit me again, I'm going to throw you across the room. Not, not the mama! He like built up power to hit him. I mean, he threw him across the room. Uh, but no, there were tons of really cool things. Ernie Reyes Jr. So, if you remember the episode we did of The Last Dragon, you are the last dragon, and the glowing hands, the little kid that came to fight at the club, that was Ernie Reyes Jr. as a wee one. Mm-hmm. And so he's grown up a little bit, and he's actually the stunt in suit stunt double for Donatello while they're fighting. So it's really cool. So there's the facial assistant for all the suits, and then the in suit performer, so the person that's just moving and someone's doing all the face stuff. And then when they had to do cool shit, they had a stunt double person do stuff. Which I find as actually really hilarious. Like every other um, turtle is voiced and acted by a grown man. Mm-hmm. But Donatello, who is supposed to be, if you watch any of the, anything about the, Donatello's supposed to be the, um, the nerdy one. Yeah. He's like the, the tech guy. Um, it ended up being played by children. Because yeah. Corey Feldman, who did the voice for Donatello, was only what, 15, 16 at the time. Yeah, but Ernie Reyes Jr. voice kind of Ernie thing, Reyes you know? Jr. was only like 15 or 16 at the time. Like... It's insane to me that they were just like, you know what? He gets to be a kid. Everyone else is a grown man. That one's a child. Both. <laughs> Both the voice and the guy inside the suit. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. I found some uh, another fun fact. So, uh, Warner Brothers, they turned down the film for distribution because they were scared that despite the popularity and the toy line that it potentially could have been a box office disappointment like... Master of the Universe. They made a movie. I think that was the one with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do good. No, I, I love the movie, but so it, do ain't, I. it ain't good. It's not good. And so that came out a couple years before, so they were like, man, I'm kind of scared. So they found dis- distribution halfway through the production. New Line Cinema. When this movie came out, they were known for distributing 
shitty B movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They weren't hardcore big. At this point, they've dropped at least one Freddy movie. At this several. point, by ninety, by yeah, ninety, there were several. And so you know they were doing some weird shit in New Line, and they were like, "Well, fuck it, we'll give it a chance." You know, mm-hmm. whatever. The, the giant turtles fighting, okay. Fuck it. So they helped. So thank you, New Line Cinema, for giving it a chance because this motherfucking movie is great. So, uh, like always, we'll get through the story. This one's pretty easy to the yep. point. Uh, we'll get through it. So uh, there's a crime wave in New York City, and April O'Neil. Ugh, it's so cool. Uh, April O'Neil's talking on the TV, and she says that there's this mysterious clan called the Foot that are behind everything happening in New York City. So people are stealing the fuck out of stuff. People are getting kidnapped, beat up. All this stuff's happening. So the Shredder, uh, he's watching this on TV, and he's, like, mad that she's calling everything right. Because, you know, there's always a really good reporter in a movie that, like, says everything right. He's like, I don't have all the evidence, but I think Katie ate that baby. And Katie's like, I'm going to kill her now. So uh, Shredder tells his his group to silence her. Take this bitch out. And so, actually, no, take it back. Before that, she gets jumped by some people. She gets mugged on her way to her car. And then you see a sigh hit this light, and the lights go out. And you just hear a whole lot of scrapping real quick. And then the lights come back on. All the bad guys are beat up. And she's looking around like, what the fuck just happened? The cops roll up. And they, you know, they're like, are you all right? And she looks down and she sees a sigh. And so a sigh is a weapon. It's like a three-pointed weapon. Similar to a katana. Yeah. This is a short one. So it, it was used to stop bladed weapons. And you can hook them and get them out yeah. their hands. And so she grabs it and put that into her purse. And then we go down into the sewer. So the Ninja Turtles, this was one of their first battles. And so uh, they're on their way back to their father, Master Splinter. And they're going through all these adjectives. Because that's what they do when they're walking. They're like, awesome. Righteous. That was totally awesome. Yeah. yeah. Bossa Nova. I'm like, Bossa Nova? Chevy Nova? Excellent. Yeah. And so they're making their way back to where they live to get some pizza and reflect on their victory. Uh, you can tell Master Splinter is trying to rein them in and keep them calm, but they're 15-year-old kids that are really good at fighting and they're ninjas, so uh, it's kind of hard to rein them all in. Raphael's pissed off because he lost one of his size, and so um, he wants to get it back. So uh, he keeps up with April. And so later on, like I said, Shredder... Sees that April is talking mad shit on the foot. So he's like, take her out. And so she gets jumped by the foot in the subway. It knocked out. Raphael runs up just full speed on him. Beats the shit out of all of the foot. And realizes that she's knocked out. He can't just leave her there. He grabs her. Grabs his side that he lost. And takes her to their home. Unfortunately, one of the foot clan wakes up. And sees him leaving. And so... He follows them silently. And so the Foot Clan knows where they live. So Splinter, uh, this is an ongoing joke. Every time someone sees Splinter, they faint. <laughs> Happens in all the movies. So Splinter explains that to April that him and the turtles, they were just normal animals, but they were mutated by this toxic waste. And so Splinter lived in Japan 
with his family, and uh, his name uh, is... Well, later on I talk about this, but I'll just bring it up now. Uh, Shredder was a friend to his master, and they both wanted the same girl. And so Shredder, being a bitch, is like, well, I'll just kill both of you. If you don't want to be with me, I'll kill you. And so kills the girl that he was in love with and kills Splinter's master. And so he's just a little rat in a little cage, like that song. Who's been practicing martial arts the whole time. Yes, he's been watching his like master train. So he's doing a little... Little karate moves in his little cage, his little rat. It's really cute. And so he jumps at Shredder and actually gets a really good bite on his face. And then Shredder slices him up. He slices his ear off. And so he's like, ow. And then now he's homeless. He's a little homeless rat. And then that's when he finds the baby turtles. And so well, he. they had moved. You, you gotta remember that they moved. Oh, to they New moved York. to America. Yeah. Yeah. So he reigns them up in a little coffee can because he sees the four turtles. Next day. They multiply in size, and he's like, what the fuck? And then later on, they start talking, and then he gets really big, and he can talk. And so he teaches them ninjutsu, because that's what you do when you have four mutated turtles getting bigger and bigger every day. (laughs) So they find out, uh, well, they need to get April back to her home. So the turtles escort her back home, and they stay up all night eating pizza and joking and stuff and so they realize oh we need to get back home because splinter's waiting on us they get back home and they find out that hideout has been just ransacked and splinter is gone and Raphael's extra super duper pissed he just screams into the sky but yes so them being lazy and not actually watching out for things got their dad kidnapped and so they're really upset I didn't bring up this name, but you'll hear me and Katie talk about this asshole soon. Danny is the shitty son of April's supervisor. So he's working for the foot. And so um, at April's apartment with his dad, he actually sees one of the turtles, just a little bit of them. So Shredder at this point, he has a really cool warehouse where he lets all the kids in the city go and play Games, smoke cigars, do bad stuff. So. Like Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. Yeah, and so that's the game plan that he does. He has the kids play there. When they're old enough, he moves them into the basement. That sounds really creepy. He moves them into the basement where they learn how to fight. And he has an ongoing, non-stop, just army that he's making. He's making more Foot Clan, so he trains them how to be... Ninjas. Yeah, and so it's a really cool setup. So... It happens a lot in gangs and stuff. That's how you get the kids in. Make it look all fun and stuff. And when they're old enough, they're used to that world. And then you're like, hey, put this mask on. We're going to go steal some shit. And they're like, it's all fun and games. Till it ain't. Yeah, until the pistola comes out. He's like, yeah, man, this, this, this ain't kid shit. Grab the gun. Let's go shoot some stuff. I'm like, oh, no. So uh, Danny's a piece of shit. And he tells the Shredder that he saw one of the turtles at April's apartment. So... After an argument with Leonardo, because Leonardo is the, he is the leader of the the Turtles, and it's always brought up that Raphael wants to be the leader because he's very much a man of action, and Leonardo's like, hey, we need to sit back and work this out, you know, we need to figure out what we're going to do next, and Raphael's like, fuck it, let's just bust some heads and look for our dad, and so they have a good fight. Raphael goes to the roof of April's apartment building, where he just is doing karate moves, and across at another building, we see my boy Casey Jones. And so 
uh, in the comic and in the show, he's just a normal dude. He was a hockey player, and he has a sweet hockey mask, and he helps out the turtles, and he beats up people with his hockey gear. So he sees Raphael fighting, and he's like, oh, shit, it's that weird-ass turtle I saw a couple of days ago. So he heads over. So the foot ambush Raphael, and so at first he's doing pretty good. He's knocking out at least 20 of them, and then, like, a hundred roll up, and he's like, okay, I can't fight that many. Raphael gets his ass beat on the roof, and then they throw him through this, like, glass ceiling part, and he falls down. He's knocked out. So the turtles defend themselves, and Raphael's knocked out body in April, and they do a pretty good job. Uh, they're fighting, and then one of the Foot Clan has, they have axes. At some point, they roll in with axes. And one of the Foot Clan stabs, tried to stab one of the turtles, and they duck out the way, and he hit a power box, and they get electrocuted, and then a fire starts in the house, in the apartment. So, fire's everywhere. The turtles, they find a sweet little, like, like, hidden back door. They're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And so they hop into April's sweet-ass van, which looks just like the turtle van from the cartoon. And they head to April's family farm. And so Raphael recovers there. And the kids, well, the turtles, they start training because they're not good enough. And they realize they need to get better at this. And so there were some deleted scenes. And you kind of see what, what it was. They were playing a game where one turtle gets picked. And it's three on one, and they're blindfolded, and so they're trying to defend themselves against the other three. And so they show little scenes of this, but apparently it was a longer scene with this. So Raphael finally wakes up, and him and Leonardo hug, and they're like, you're my brother, I love you. And it's like, "Oh." And so um, April and Casey fall in love because it's very much that relationship of, you're really annoying and stupid, but God damn it, I love you. So uh, that happens. You're the only person here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Leonardo has been meditating for a long time, and he actually talks to Splinter through astral projection. I didn't know the turtles could do that, but Splinter's awesome. So Ninjas. He, yeah, ninja power. So And that mutation. Yeah, that's true. So Splinter talks through a fire that they make and tells them that I'm proud of you guys. You're my sons. No matter what happens. Yeah, and the turtles realize they need to go back to New York to find him. And so, while this has been happening, Danny has been talking to Splinter, because he's a wiener and he needs to have some type of face turn somehow, and he tells him the story that I, I told you guys. Uh, master Yoshi is his his master, and Oroku Saki is the name of Shredder, and how he was a piece of shit, and killed Yoshi, and killed Yoshi's wife, and cut off his ear. And so, like, oh, holy shit. So, Danny learns that Shredder is gonna have Splinter killed because he don't get no shit anymore. Because he's, he's he's like, oh, turtles are coming back or whatever. Kill that rat. I don't give a shit. So, Casey, when they came back to the city, Casey is afraid. Of, he's claustrophobic. So, he sleeps in his van and he sees Danny scooting his little dumbass off. So, he follows him and he finds the warehouse with all the bad kids and stuff. So, him and Casey set Splinter free. And Splinter reveals to the other kids, because he's fighting all these ninjas and stuff, that um, Shredder's just brainwashing them. He's like, this isn't your family. Like, that dude don't give no shit about you and stuff. And so, realizing that, all the kids are like, oh yeah, I actually have a real family. This dude, that's a freaky weird dude with metal on his face. Like, that's not my fucking dad. So, the turtles get back. 
all the foot, the ones that didn't get unbrainwashed, rolled out. The turtles are fighting the foot, just destroying them. Because they're ninjas. They're giant turtles. Ninjas. And then the shredder just lands out of nowhere on top of a building. I don't know where he landed from. And so the turtles are like, oh, it's that shredder dude. Okay, well, let's go kick his ass. Uh, he's taking them down one by one easily. Uh, they don't realize that they should, you know, fight them all as a group. They probably could have won. So at some point, Leonardo rolls up and Shredder tells them, like, hey, I'm going to kill Leonardo right now. And it's like, stay over there. Dump your weapons off the edge of the building or I'll kill your brother right now. The rest of the turtles throw their weapons over the side. And Shredder tells them, like, guys are idiots. Like, you should just let him die. Three on one, you should beat me. But y'all a little too nice, so I'm going to kill your brother. They all scream, and then Splinter pops up. And so he yells out his name. He's like, Rogusaki. And he's like, oh. He's like, son of a bitch. It's that rat that bit me on my face. So he takes off his mask, and he has a scar on his face from the rat scratch. Bite, I guess. So he realizes that that's the rat that did all of this. So he grabs a spear and just charges at Splinter. And Splinter does the, I'm just going to stay in one spot and just, like, fuck up your whole day. One of the nunchucks that Michelangelo uses didn't fall off the side of the building. So he uses that nunchuck to hook onto the spear and flip his ass over the side of the building. So Shredder's dangling on the roof's edge. And so while Splinter is telling him, like, hey, man, revenge will get you nowhere and you old piece of shit. So you deserve everything that happens to you. While he's saying this, Shredder pulls out a little sneaky knife, and he's gonna, like, chunk chunk it at him. Shredder, I mean, Splinter grabs it, and lets him fucking fall, and he falls into a tr garbage truck. And then, it's the my, one of my favorite parts of this movie. Casey runs over to the garbage truck, and not like, man, we should arrest this guy, or like, dang, he fell really far. He goes, oops, and presses the lever to activate the compactor. So Shredder got smushed. Casey murdered a man in this movie. A lot of people died in this movie. So <laughs> so the police and media get there and they arrest the foot soldiers. And a young Sam Rockwell tells the, the police chief the location of the foot hideout. And he's like, hey, go there if you want to see all the shit that we've been doing. He's like, okay. Danny goes back to his dad because he's a little wiener. But I guess he's a good wiener now. And April gets her job back. And then... Splinter comes back to the kids, and then they pull a straight cowabunga, and they high-five, and it's really good, and then we get this cool rap song called Turtle Power comes on, um, but no, this movie's fucking great, so Katie, what was your favorite character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Casey Jones. Yeah, Casey's awesome. Um, he was a hard-ass and was the only one of all the ninjas or people on the good side who wasn't just like struggling to be to take this situation seriously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all had like their hiccups that they had to get over with being oh, yeah. young and just not knowing what to do in a weird situation and April was meh she like, didn't yeah. really add a lot to the plot she you know doesn't know Ninjutsu, she was just kind of there um, as, like, the 
girl in distress, kind of, like, the whole plot. Um, but Casey Jones really held his own, and he kicked a lot of ass. Yeah, he's very capable. Yeah, and he pushed Shredder in a compactor and mushed that dude, so. Bro, he said, oops. Oops. <laughs> Pressed the button. He killed a guy. My bad. Man, did you see Casey? Casey killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that, Casey. You should probably find some relatives and uh, lie low for a while. Because you probably wanted for, for murder. murder. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite character, uh, every time I watch, like, with a lot of these older movies, somebody pops out and is a little bit cooler than the rest. Um, I've always liked Raphael. He's one of my favorites because he's, he's a hothead and, you know... It's funny, anytime there's a group of family members, like if you have multiple sisters or brothers, these types of attitudes always pop up. There's always a hothead in the group, you know, if you live with people. Even with dogs, multiple animals are in a family. One dog is just a piece of shit, and the other one's relaxed. It's always like that for some reason. I don't know why. But no, Raphael was fucking amazing in this movie. Uh, He's very capable in a fight, but then just like anybody... You know, he took out, like, ten at a time, but then, you know, when 40 ninjas rolled up at once, he's like, oh, could he tell him, like, come on, like, if you want to beat me, you got to have more numbers than that, man, come on. And then 40 dudes pop out, and he's like, good answer, good answer. And he starts, he's trying to fight, but then he gets his ass beat. Uh, But he gets better. Um, In all the movies, he's always the mean one, but he does calm down. And I hate that in the movies he never remembers to calm down it's always a thing that he has to get better about in every movie he's always a hothead but then he relaxes toward the end of the movie but no it's Raphael's fucking amazing so katie who's your least favorite character you just say it for me baby danny danny was a piece of shit you can go into why uh so danny he is the reason this movie kind of happened though Raphael not being careful and looking behind him to make sure ninjas didn't get to the house but danny caused the story to move he's a piece of shit he stole money from people he's just a crap kid uh like he was visiting splinter and talking to him and stuff so he's getting better but then like he was the one that caused like his splinter's sons to get their asses kicked and stuff and then like he visits the the turtles when they come back to new york but then he takes one of these pictures that april drew of like leonardo and he puts it in his pocket but not like you know how you fold something and you like put it in your pocket and it's hanging out extra hard and like anybody can just come up and steal it mm-hmm. he does that he doesn't fold it up really low or put it in a car or doesn't walk into the fucking villain's lair with a picture of the thing that they're looking for and trying to kill and he walks in there and shredder's like what the fuck is this thing and he's like looks at the picture and he's like oh okay they're back cool yeah, let's kill these turtles. You know, I'm like, Danny's just a crap kid. And I know, like, they need somebody to do a face turn in this bad boy. Because, you know, the ninjas aren't doing a face turn. Shredder's not doing a face turn. He's going to die. The turtles aren't going to go evil. Someone's got to be like, I'm bad. Look at me. And it's like, I'm not that bad. It's like, this is crap. I should go back home. Somebody had to do the job. And I just, he was crap. When I was a kid, I didn't like Danny. I got older, I hate Danny, so it's not going to get any better. I'm never going to like that kid. So, Katie, let's do seven words synopsis. So, I actually have one. I don't have to make it up. So, my first one, uh, well, my only one is, The Shitty Adventures of Raphael and Danny. 
<laughs> uh, this movie was a lot about them working out their problems and getting their asses kicked or causing people to get their asses kicked. So, Katie? Splinter gets rat-napped and Raph <laughs> gets emo. <laughs> rat-napped. <laughs> One thing I always wondered, when the foot rolled in, I know they didn't catch him off guard. Like, Splinter was sitting there and he's like, Oh shit, there's like 50 people outside. Oh, he murdered half those yeah, bitches. I know, least. they had to have swarmed his ass. And he's he's old, but he could still do work. In the cartoon, there are moments where Splinter helps the kids out and does work. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm old. I can't keep this shit up. Y'all gotta finish this job. But he'll go out and do stuff. And he's like, okay, I'm going back home. I'm tired. So I'm curious how they actually caught him off guard. They didn't catch him off guard. How they stopped him. They probably dogpiled his old ass. And then like, okay, and tied him up. They had to, because, whew, man, that motherfucker's a real ninja. Like, he was doing work on those dudes, so. Uh, this movie came out March 30th, 1990. What do you think the budget for Ninja Turtles was, Katie? Ten million. I like where your head's at, Katie. $13.5 million. It's pretty smart, so... Going off of what I said, it was an independent film and cheap and all that stuff. So, what do you think the box office for this amazing film was? One hundred million. That's so cute. Maybe you should have doubled it. Two hundred two million dollars. Jesus fucking Christ. So, they twenty times their budget. Yep. Oh my God. So, the. The Blair Witch Project in 1999 surpassed them in this record they had. They were highest grossing independent film up until 99 when Blair Witch Project came out and just destroyed them. So uh, they were the ninth highest grossing film of 1990 and the highest grossing film in the series until the reboot. Makes sense. Which is a really good movie. It's the the really reboot's good. really fucking good. So that reboot, reboot did great. Did smashing. Uh, everyone enjoyed it. Like I said, the critics were like, oh, it's just karate and s- silly jokes and rubber suits. I don't get it. But they're wieners and they're dead, so who cares what they think? Yep. Uh, you got anything else to say about Ninja Turtles? Nope. Watch the show. It's better. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, the movie's great. It's really cool. Really cool story. Um, the, you know, it, it keeps evolving. There's tons of cartoons. Every, what, three years they make a new cartoon? So. This actually, this movie made me upset because of the cartoons, because they didn't use the voice actors from the cartoons. Oh, yeah. They had the ability to use them and chose not to, which is really upsetting because this movie and its two sequels are the only movies in... Or the only Ninja Turtle property in its 37 years that um, Rob Rob Paulson Paulson has not been Donatello. It's a really good voice. Garbage. He's a fucking fantastic Donatello. And it's garbage that they wouldn't have included him in this movie just so they could have fucking... What's his head? He could have been anybody else. Corey Feldman could have been any of the other fucking turtles. Like, it was just like in the 2014 reboot, they had Johnny Knoxville be Leonardo, and he did good. He did. It was really Johnny good, Knoxville Leonardo. Johnny Knoxville did do good. He didn't, they didn't have him come back for the second, the sequel. Don't know why. All the other voices, I think, came back, but... Didn't like, want to pay for it. Maybe he was busy doing Jackass movie. <laughs> Isn't that, this is, 
Jackass 4, which is coming out soon-ish, is just now filming. He wouldn't have been doing Jackass in 2016 or whatever. Jackass 3 came out, like, over a decade ago. Yeah. So, I don't know why, but he did really good. I really liked his Leonardo voice. It was really sweet, so. Um, the Mikey. I like this Mikey, but the cartoon one is really cool. I didn't like any of the turtles in this version. Yeah. I don't feel like any of them portray accurately portrayed the characteristics that each of the turtles are supposed oh, to yeah. have. Mikey is supposed to be just the loose cannon. Like, he's the ch- most childish one of the group. Donnie is meant to be the really smart, like, sciencey one. Um, Leonardo is supposed to be the flat-out leader. Like, there's no questioning that he's the leader. And Raph is supposed to be the hard-ass who fights all the time. The only one they kind of got right here was Raph. And even then, they made him, like, an emo bitch when he got hurt. And that's not what happens in the show or the comics when he gets hurt. He, like, gets hurt and he takes a minute to recoup. And then he's double-down angry and fucking murders folks. Like... I don't know. I feel like they missed the mark. Even though this film did really, really well because it was at the height of Ninja Turtles, oh, yeah, they like, couldn't, they couldn't insanity, fail. there was no way for them to fail. Um, I've Looking back on it now as an adult, I do think that they missed the mark on the characters of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because in this movie, Michelangelo and Donatello were kind of the same. They were just eating the whole time. Yeah, and, and that's then, not supposed to... I mean, all of the turtles do eat pizza constantly. Like, that is a thing. But it's more so meant to be Michelangelo's thing. He's yeah. the one that's just like, I don't care about any of my, like, what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't care because pizza or ice cream or candy or whatever. He's the child of the group, like the youngest. And I don't feel like they did it well. No. Uh, in new in further versions, they do give them, like, like they change. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. Yeah, they get better, so... Yeah. Uh, but no, this movie's great. So, if you have any other cool Ninja Turtle facts, like, I don't, oh, I have a fact. Like, they were supposed to be just five foot. They are supposed to be tiny. Uh, but they in, were small. Yeah, but they, in this, in further versions, the motherfuckers are like seven foot. Oh, so. yeah. In the, in the 2014 movie, they were Well, Raphael's giants. like seven foot. The other ones are big, too, but he's bigger than them. Yeah. In the newer ones, yeah. yeah but not in this them. film. Yeah, but in the they original... They were like 5'5 five, five in this. They weren't that huge. Yeah. But in the original, I think they were either like four and a half, five foot in the comic and stuff. They're tiny. Well, not tiny, but I mean... Short. Yeah. They're short little ninja people, so... Yeah. Uh, you can tweet us at... Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook at... Allentown Presents. So, uh, like always, we have a couple more comic books to go through. So keep with us. Uh, we'll keep going and do this. Uh, I love Ninja Turtles. So, uh, and but there's tons more we're doing. So we'll see you soon. Okay, bye guys. Bye.